Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on a Thursday night, and we're live. And it looks like everything is going pretty smoothly right now. And uh, we, But we do have it being recorded at the same time. So we'll see how it goes again tonight. And uh, we're, we're trying to push through here, and we'll see how it goes. And like I said before, um, if it ends up messing up, it's not going to mess us up because we're going to, we're recording right now, and we'll just upload it later. Okay, well, well welcome to you all that are watching on uh, YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You, and also Facebook under the same name, Let This Mind Be In You. And then for those listening later on, you're listening to Let This Mind Be In You on whatever podcasting platform under Let This Mind Be In You podcast. And I really appreciate you joining me for another time of study in God's word here as we go and study, keep studying through, as I should say, in the book of Acts. We're in Acts chapter 23 tonight. Oh, I forgot to mention the uh, the uh, the email. You can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. If you can tell my voice is kind of strained, um, not mm, some things are going around the house right now. just not feeling all that great. Um, and my wife is, uh, my poor wife is, uh, feeling congested and everything like that. So going through it, be in prayer for my mom, um, as of the recording and, or if you're watching this live right now, uh, she had to go to the emergency room at three o'clock this morning and dad called me and said that, uh, he had to take her over there and that she's, uh, was experiencing some problems and, um, but, uh, she seems to be doing okay. Um, uh, I guess the test came back and said that it was not a blood clot, which is, which is very good. Uh, so that's, that's, that's excellent to see and to hear. I just like clicked over to YouTube and it seems like we're having some issues on YouTube already. Uh, but we're just going to keep pressing. Like I said, we we got uh, we got this stuff uh, recording at the same time, so we should be all right. Um, we'll just play it by ear and we'll see how it goes. All right, let's get into. So again, be praying for my mom. And uh, right now, today, forty five days away from my retirement ceremony from the uh, the Navy. Still looking forward to that more and more each day. So be pray, be in prayer for me and my family as we're going through this time of uh, of transitioning. Uh, to a different life altogether. So we're looking forward to it. We cannot wait. All right, let's get into Acts chapter 23. This will be the third time. Some say it's the third. Um, there's some, I have a little bit of a theory on something. Now I'll get to it a little bit later on in Acts where I think it's potentially a fourth time that Jesus appears to Paul and speaks to him directly. Now, once again, um, if I bring this up here in a few weeks and when we get to the next time where I, I kind of question whether or not potentially Paul was visited by, uh, Jesus again, there's some room for debate, even in my own mind. So no worries there. <laughs> it's nothing, 
nothing doctrinal or something like that that we're going to get wrapped up around, but uh, we're just going to talk about that when we get to it. But this is the third time, uh, of course, in the road to Damascus, Jesus appears to Paul, and then uh, just in the chapter before, we saw that there God appears, Christ appears to Paul once again. Paul says he was in a trance and sees that, and then we're going to see it again tonight where uh, he's going to get visited by Jesus again and tells, and Jesus is going to tell Paul the things that he's going to see and, and he must needs do. So let's start right away in verse number one. Uh, remember last time he was kind of presenting his case. He was defending himself uh, there at the um, the castle there. Um, I, I can always, I think I pronounced it Antonia. Um, let me look at something real quick. I don't know if it's Castle Antonio to Antonia. Let me look at something real quick. Yeah. Antonia. I thought I was pronouncing it right. Okay. Uh, but anyways, remember he was there. That's where the garrison of soldiers would have been almost like the police station of Jerusalem, so to speak. And the people were trying to kill him. All right. There was a big, big uproar and, Paul was being accused of all sorts of different things. And remember, Paul starts giving his defense. He's standing up there on the steps. He speaks in the Hebrew tongue. They all start listening. He he speaks to the other man, and I believe it was Greek. Um, they just a very learned man, Paul was. But the, the point being is that he's speaking to these men uh, that are trying to kill him and defending himself in, in the faith. Now he's going to continue on here because remember um, – it was the following day here in verse number 30 of chapter 22. Um, then this this captain, this uh, chief of police, so to speak, of, of Jerusalem there, brings Paul, and the next day he loosed him from his bands, and then he commanded the chief priests and all their councils to appear, and he brought Paul down. Okay, so again, they're going to listen to him, and that's where we pick up here in verse number 1 when it says, And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Basically, I'm, I'm without blame here. Uh, I've defended uh, the word of God, and even though zealously I defended our faith of our fathers before, I was showed a way more perfectly. You know, of course, the road to Damascus, uh, Paul's conversion there, and then not only that, when he was still Saul, but not only that, when he receives the revelation of the mystery, and now he was going forth and telling that no longer did you have to come through the nation of Israel. Now all men could come by grace through faith. And uh, so this he's given this, uh, again, this more of his defense of himself here. In verse 2, it says, And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. <laughs> I just really, really uh, relive these scenes in my head here. And Ananias is like, hey, hey, smack him in the mouth, you know, for doing all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, because he said, I defended, I am good conscience before God until this day. Basically, there's no fault in me for what I'm saying. This is from God, essentially. These are the words of God that I've been saying. And the priest wanted to smack him in the mouth because, you know, he was being blasphemous. Then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee. Thou whited wall. This is very interesting that he uses that term, you know, whited wall. Uh, Jesus uses the same thing with the religious leaders of the day when he says whited sepulcher, uh, full of dead men bones. You know, like on the outside, real pretty. You know, it's painted white. It's, you know, looks nice, but on the inside, dead men bones. So this is exactly what Paul's saying here when he says, God smite thee, thou whited wall, 
For sittest thou to judge me after the law and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law. He's like, look, you're, you say you're defending the law, but even in your own law, you're, you're contrary. You're trying to break the own law by smacking me in the mouth here. That's assault. Okay. Keep reading. And they, they that stood by said, revilest thou God's high priest. How dare you speak against the high priest, the man of God. Verse five, then said Paul, I wist not brethren that he was the high priest for it is written, thou shalt not speak evil, the ruler of thy people. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees, I love this. And the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, men and brethren, I'm a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee of the hope and resurrection of the dead. I am called in question. And when he had said so, no, excuse me. And when he had so said, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the multitude was divided. Here we go. <laughs> For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees' part rose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel hath spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Look at the, the tone changes right away when he uh, nails their, their rivals, their religious rivals of the day. And when there, <clears throat> excuse me, and verse number 10, and when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain fearing, uh, lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, this poor guy, you know, this, I think of the chief captain, he's just the chief of police, just trying to keep peace and order here. And now they want to tear him apart again, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle once again, you know, <laughs> And the, and the night following, the Lord stood by him. So here's the third time we talked about at the beginning of the broadcast and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And when it was a day, that's all that's said here. Now, that's all that's recorded. Who knows what else was said? Um, potentially, would it be, would it be, a stretch to think that Jesus maybe at this time says, look, you're going to be going to Rome. You're going to stand in front of kings and magistrates and all these other kinds of things on your way there. Uh, but uh, you're not leaving Rome. Maybe. Maybe Paul knew it was a one-way trip. I don't know. Maybe God, uh, God reveals that to him uh, when he's standing there face-to-face -face with him. The Bible just doesn't say. Now, it's not a stretch. I mean, potentially, but the Bible is very, is silent on that. So we can't make any definitive kinds of, um, you know, proclamations. However, Jesus again appears to Paul and tells him that he's going to go to Jerusalem or he, as he has testified of him in Jerusalem, you know, over those past two days, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together, this is another interesting story, and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and the elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a great curse, that we will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. You boys are serious. Now therefore, ye with the counsel signify to the chief captain, that he bring him down unto you tomorrow, as though ye would inquire something more perfectly concerning him. Like, explain to us more what you mean by such and such. It's a ruse to get him to come out. And we, or ever he come near, are ready to kill him. They're going to assassinate him 
Lee Harvey Oswald style, you know, like right there, like Jack Ruby shot Oswald on, on uh, live TV. That's what they wanted to do. And when Paul's sister's son, that's interesting, his nephew, heard of their lying in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions unto him and said, Bring this young man unto the chief captain, for he hath a certain thing to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul the prisoner called me unto him and prayed me to bring this young man unto thee who has something to say unto thee. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him aside privately and asked him, What is thou? What is that thou hast to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldst bring down Paul tomorrow into the council as though they would inquire somewhat of him more perfectly. But do not thou yield unto them, for there lie in wait for him of them more than forty men, which have bound themselves with an oath that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now are they ready looking for a promise from thee. So the chief captain then let the young men depart and charged him, See thou tell no man that thou hast showed these things to me. You know, that's, you're not going to give away your hand. He's going to get these conspirators here. And he called unto him two centurions, saying, Make ready two hundred soldiers to go to Caesarea, that's in the north, and horsemen threescore and ten, wow, and spearmen two hundred at the third hour of the night. Uh, this is a full protective secret service detail here. I mean, these boys are, are armed to the teeth. There's a lot of them. So 40 men try to come at him. They're getting trained Roman soldiers. Um, let's see, it says horsemen, three score and 10. Uh, that's like, so that's 70, I believe it is, mounted soldiers, two centurions with them. So they would have 200 soldiers apiece, you know, because a centurion is over 100 soldiers. So that's 270. And spearmen, 200. So there's another one. So that's 470. That's a full on battalion size element that's going to go to Caesarea with just one guy. Isn't God good? <laughs> and provide them beasts that they set Paul on and bring him safe, that they may set Paul on and bring him safe unto Felix, the governor. So they're taking, you know, they say, look, give him something to ride on. Um, they're going to put him in the motorcade here and he's going to go up to Caesarea. And he wrote a letter after this manner, Claudius Lysias unto the most excellent governor, Felix sendeth greetings. So we see the chief, um, what is it, the, the chief captain here. We see his name is Claudius Lysias. And he's writing to Felix here, which would be that governor that he's sending Paul to. This man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed of them. Then came I with an army and rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. That's not quite the case. <laughs> I, you know, so I was reading through here, you know, and you look at this and you're like, hmm. So this is typical military behavior, by the way. Let me just tell you something. After 23 years, uh, there's some embellishment sometimes with accomplishments by some folks. Okay. <laughs> and there's some embellishment going on here. Uh, originally, remember, the chief captain thought he was this Egyptian and there's all sorts of other things going on. So, yeah, the embellishment part is like, hey, yeah, we we saw Paul. Uh, we knew he was a Roman. He was in a lot of trouble. And we went down there and we we rescued him. Oh, well, we lost the uh, the stream. Let's see if we get it back. But um, 
yeah, that was pretty severe there, folks. Well, hopefully we still got it and uh, we're back in business. But anyways, there's some embellishment going on here with the writing to the governor. You're making yourself look good. And he says, look, we rescued this Paul character here. And, um, you know, we rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. Not quite the case. We saw that. But, uh, yeah, folks, if you're watching live, you're probably seeing some major uh, dropping here of the stream. But that's okay. I'm going to take down the stream and we'll just upload the actual file. Not a big deal. And when I would have known the cause wherefore they accused him, I brought him forth into their council, whom I perceived to be accused of questions of their law, but to have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bonds. And it was told me how that the Jews laid wait for the man. I sent straightway to thee and gave commandment to his accusers also Oh, excuse me, to say before thee what they had against him, farewell. So here's the letter. Hey, I'm the hero in this here story. Uh, you know, I went and I rescued this Roman soldier or this Roman uh, citizen here. And I'm a good Roman soldier. You know, uh, I'm keeping the peace here in Jerusalem. No worries. Uh, but of course, we know that that's not exactly the case, of course. So anyways, but we'll we'll get to see a little bit of... Uh, We'll get to see, you know, the, there's going to be embellishment that happens sometimes by these soldiers. Not a big deal. All right. All right, folks, if you're watching live, um, obviously, if you're listening to the uh, the podcast, uh, you're listening to a recorded anyways. I'm going to go ahead because um, it looks like we're having major troubles now. I'm going to go ahead and stop the live video, stop the live video. But um, I will upload the video as soon as we're done. Okay. So if you're watching live, I apologize. It is what it is. And we're going to continue on with the stream. All right. So ending that. End the stream there and I'll have to get rid of it. Not a big deal. We'll go ahead and close that down here. Just one second, folks. Bear with me. Stop streaming. Boom. Not stop recording. Okay. Anyways, so we're here at the end of uh, chapter 23, and uh, of course, this letter's being written. He's, he, a lot of soldiers are going up there with this one person, so, you know, you're going to explain to the governor why you're heading up there. So they go to Caesarea, um, and he just basically gives him a, a brief, a briefing of what went down and why he's sending this man to him. All right, so let's pick back up in verse number 31. Then the soldiers, as it was, was commanded them, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris, on the morrow, they left the horsemen to go with him and return to the castle. So the footmen, you know, they don't, they're not going to walk all the way to Caesarea. So they go back to uh, Jerusalem and the, and the people that are the, the 70, I believe it was, three score and 10. Uh, they get on, uh, they get on the, the, the horses and they continue on by, by, uh, by horseback. So they come up to Caesarea here, verse number uh, 33, who, when they came to Caesarea and delivered the epistle or the letter to the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when the governor had read the letter, he asked of what province he was. And when he understood that he was of Cilicia, I will hear thee, said he, when thine accusers are also come. And he commanded him to be kept in Herod's judgment hall. So, um, so there was a judgment hall there, you know, probably built by Herod, the Tetrarch, you know, whatever. Anyways, the point is, I said all that, and we're, we're talking through all that. Paul's is, This is just him going on this journey. He's protected uh, by the Romans and everything, moving up there to go talk to this Felix, governor 
up there in Caesarea. I have a question, though. What about these guys that made this oath and said, hey, we're not we're not going to eat or drink or so. Isn't that what they said? No drinking as well. Yeah. Eat nothing until we have slain. Well, well, let's eat. No, it says in verse number 12, neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. That's interesting because in verse 14, just a little bit later, it says eat nothing. So maybe some of the guys had already said, well, let's 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 at least be able to drink water. OK, guys. I'm just wondering what happened to those guys. What happened? Because Paul's obviously still alive and he's alive for several years after this. Those guys keep that oath. Probably not. <laughs> Let's see how serious those guys really were. But just kind of something that just pops in my head, folks. Nothing, nothing big. All right. Well, again, Acts 23 is just Paul saying uh, just continuing his defense. And when he says he's got no fault. He's been, he's been, uh, he says in good conscience, he says, I can't find anything against God. You know, the chief priest wants to smack him in the mouth a little bit. And then Paul brings up the fact that, uh, he's a Pharisee of Pharisees, as he's mentioned in some of his letters. And, uh, that doesn't make the Sadducees very happy. And so they want to rip him apart again. So anyways, just fascinating things all to be done in, in God's will. And now he's going to go uh, on his journey to go to Rome, as Jesus tells him when he when he talks to him face to face. So we're going to pick up with a journey there uh, that starts around the Caesarea area. And Paul is going to be talking to Felix. And uh, it's very fascinating, you know, because they're waiting. They're going to wait a little while, you know, for the guys back there that wanted to kill Paul kind of figured out. And then they send back for him. And they're going to come up there and they're going to try to they're going to try to, again, accuse him of being a rabble rouser and all these other kinds of things. But he's going to be up there for a, at least a couple years. And uh, Paul is going to go in front of many people, Felix being one of them, Festus. Uh, you'll see there are a bunch of different characters here. And then Paul's going to get in talking to this man named King Agrippa here in a few chapters. And we'll discuss all that as we continue on. Again, I apologize if you're watching on the live stream. Um, I'm sure if you were watching, you're now watching the recorded uh, portion, okay? And I'll upload all that stuff when we're done, okay? But thank you so much for joining me. Again, keep my mom in prayers. Um, I would appreciate that. And then uh, pray, be praying for the next 45-some-odd days that everything will get accomplished that needs to be done. And um, I can see my friends and family and we can go about our way. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Love you and Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here and let this mind be in you. Well, let's, let's see here. Hold on a second. Which was previously recorded. Previously recorded. <laughs> so I'll put that in there in the end. All right. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here and let this mind be in you. Brother Michael D'Angelo saying, hey, tell some friends about the channel. Like, share, and subscribe and do all that kind of stuff. Tell somebody about Jesus Christ, though. Be ambassadors, be ministers. That's your ministry of reconciliation because he reconciled us to him. Go tell somebody what happened to you and how you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All right. Love you and Lord. God bless you. Good night.